and this is why I do what I do. And I just love it so much is I watch their eye, then look at their whole body and begin to see what I see, that beauty Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing. And I watch it and it's just this little shift. And there have been so many moments where I have seen women literally cry tears of joy Mm. that they could for the very first time feel beautiful. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hi, be it babe. All right. Today's talk, you might hear her job and go, oh, I don't, that's like superficial and I don't need to think about clothes. Yes, my love you do. Yes, you do. And here's why being until you see it, stepping into the person you want to be is absolutely about how we show up in the world. And if we want people to see us as a woman and person that we already believe ourselves to be being and working towards that, that is an important thing. And it can be so overwhelming. And Jessica knows that in so many ways. Um, and so she actually highlights, and I feel like she'll be, you'll feel like she's talking to you. I love her be it story at the end. You have to hear it. I also absolutely love, um, her journey to becoming who she is and her really understanding, you know, sometimes we think of this as being like, oh, it's whatever, it just fits. Oh, who cares? But really it's so much more than that. And so she's explaining some really great items and ideas that can help you step into your awesome self and show up as the woman you already are. Um, especially on those days when you're like, does anyone see me? Does anyone know me? So this is one of my favorite people in the whole world. I see the work that she's doing for women and it is anything but superficial. It's absolutely soul level. And so here is Jessica popping out. It's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know, that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slaw. No, you can have the amazing food in your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Hey, be it babe. Okay. This is going to be the most fun conversation I think we've ever had just because I know this woman's amazing. You're going to love her, but also we are going to talk about like clothes and like what to wear and really how what you're wearing can help you be it till you see it. So my guest today is the one and only Jessica Papineau. Um, She and I met at a women's event with uh, Renee, who's also on the pod and my friend Kareen, my bestie Kareen, who's been on the pod, who invited me to come there. And Jessica sat behind me and then we went to the same workshop together and I was wearing an amazing outfit, but 
Um, Jessica helped me do some new changes to my wardrobe. It's been so fun. So Jessica, can you tell everyone who you are and what you rock at? Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, I'm just so excited to be here and to be, um, around all of your people and having them listen to me. Uh, so thank you. And basically for my business, what I do is I am a fashion stylist. I'm uh, owner founder of CSJ, which is an authentic fashion styling company. I help high performing women to elevate their fashion and transform their careers, their relationships, and their lives. So I'm essentially serving women, um, many ages, many sizes all over the board, but for the most part, who I really truly serve in the deepest way is the woman between about the ages of 30 and 50. And she's that high performing woman. She is the woman that is continuously um, leveling up her game, reinventing herself, educating herself, hiring the talent to help her get to that next level. And so, you know, so many women they lack that that are this woman, they lack the time to really be able to prepare a wardrobe that not only aligns with their lifestyle and what they're doing day to day, but it also uh, doesn't totally align with the woman that they are meant to be and who they're mm-hmm. becoming. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm really helping women do is to close that gap between where they are and where they want to go. I'm helping them close the gap quicker by figuratively and literally helping them step into that woman that they're becoming and that they were designed to be. So that's it. I love it so much because um, I used to work in retail before I got into the Pilates world. And it is so true how like what we put on can really elevate um, our energy, our mood, um, you know, how people see us, how we want to be seen, like clothes are your way to like, it's like your own billboard to say, this is who I am, you know? And I think, um, I definitely know the pandemic helped a lot of people get out of that. <laughs> Everyone started wearing <laughs> leggings and their sweatpants and like, no one was wearing anything that matched on the bottom. They're just putting things halfway up. And so, um, so I'm sure you've been even busier, but I also think that like I also think as women transition in their age and as they become more and more the woman they want to be, sometimes they just don't even know what to wear and or what's going to look good on them because what used to look good on them doesn't look good on them. So their bodies have changed, like all these things. And you're like, I don't even know. And you go to the store and it's overwhelming. And so, <laughs> so I guess like how how did you how did you actually start working with high performing women and also like what is, how do you keep them from like just getting overwhelmed by the whole idea of like, I mean, changing a wardrobe seems overwhelming. Well, I didn't always really niche in and know who that woman was Mm. that I was truly serving. But I think a big part of it had to do with the growth of being an entrepreneur Mm. and working with so many different women and then really honing in on my why, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I love it? Well, number one, it's just my gift to give the world. Like I had that realization that I just have that special something when it comes to beauty and fashion and really understanding what 
women are needing and how they need to dress their bodies and how they can feel more beautiful and not have the confusion around fashion. Um, And I used to do this, you know, really, I'm here in Sarasota, Florida. So when I was, when I did not have my online presence, um, Sarasota, it's evolved, but originally it was a little bit more of like that, um, the retired woman, like she was in that season of life. Mm -hmm. And so that woman, I, I enjoy working with and helping, but they're in a different season of life. And what I learned is that I am best positioned to serve the woman that I once was. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, as an entrepreneur and you've been in business doing your business for what, 14 years or more, something like that. (laughs) And so I'm sure for the years, you know, there's this self-discovery that happens. And there's also this, like, at some point realization, like, that you really want that, that reward, that transformation for the other person. Because when you're in a business for a long period of time, or you're living out your dream of what you're designed to do, you want to really offer the biggest impact and serve as deeply as you can. So mm-hmm. I guess that's my somewhat yeah. long answer. <laughs> but, I, but thank you for sharing the journey because I do think that as people listen, there's so many people who listen who are wanting to work for themselves or work for themselves. And they question like, oh, I keep changing who this is for. It's like, no, I think you just get like, you're just cutting the next layer of an onion and you're getting more and more clear about like what like who you're trying to serve. And like when I first started in my business, I was like, yes to everybody. <laughs> you want to do Pilates with me? That's gr- Yes, I'll teach you. And then eventually you're like, okay, actually I don't want to teach that person because that is not my person. They are an energy drain. And then you start to realize like, oh, I keep attracting this person, you know? And it took me a long, it took me probably until 2019 to realize like, oh, oh, I'm serving the person that I used to be. <laughs> right? And sometimes still am, especially like, when it comes to the podcast and it comes to OPC, like I, the woman I keep thinking about is the woman like, like she's, I'm a recovering perfectionist and she is still one or trying to be. And like, we're kind of like working on that together, you know? So I, I feel like that is, it takes a bit to realize like, Oh, I used to be you, or I know you really, really well. I actually know you more than I think it's like right there in front of your face. Um, Okay. So when it comes to clothing, can we talk a little bit about why it matters? Because I think like you have the best answer about like why it matters. Cause so many people might listening, like I don't have the money or I don't have the time or that's nice, but like, I'm not in that season of my life. Like why does like what we put on our bodies matter so much? Um, I want to make this super, super simple because you not only are like is fashion and putting outfits together that can feel very overwhelming for women. It also can be really overwhelming to think about the how, like, how could I possibly do that? And, you know, start thinking about budget and start thinking about, do I deserve and do I have the time mm-hmm. instead of that? I just want everyone to imagine what it would what it would be like to wake up every single day walk in your closet and know that no matter what you are putting on your body that everything that you have in your wardrobe has a purpose you feel amazing in it and you know you can you're easily prepared for anything that comes your way and in doing that the overwhelm dissipates, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Then you are able to get up, suit up and show up 
in your power every single day because you put that outfit on that makes you feel amazing. You look in the mirror and you step into your power. You're able to, your confidence elevates, right? You're able to walk out that door knowing that you are the best version of yourself, that you can allow your true authenticity, your true gifts to be shared with the world, to be shared with others. And you'll also have the ability to hold the space with other people to truly help them in whatever your expertise is to guide them to be the best versions of their, of themselves. Mm -hmm. As a woman, our, the way that we perceive ourselves to look is really tied to confidence. Yeah. And I have, you know, helping hundreds and hundreds of women over the last 25 years. I know that this is the case for most every woman. I have never met a woman that it wasn't the case for. And I think there's a lot of women have a lot of loneliness around that feeling of not feeling good in their own skin and not feeling beautiful. Mm Um, because they don't realize that every other woman has those same feelings. Everyone's going around going, I'm the one who doesn't know that. Look at them. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Like, put every yes. woman on a pedestal. She must know what she's doing. Inside, she's looking at my mind. Oh, <laughs> it's really, but I, you're, you're correct. Like it's, I, as you're talking, I was like thinking about like how much money and time women will spend on like their wedding dress. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I love my wedding. And it's so fun. Um, and I love my dress. I've actually worn it like five other times because it's blue. And so I tend to wear it to people's weddings. <laughs> but um, I'm like, look at something blue. Um, uh, so, but I think like, I think about like the amount of money people spend and the time and all the things. And then when it comes to the regular daily life, they're just like throwing things on. And it's like, what if, I mean, like, I'm not saying like, don't care about the wedding day, but like it's one day and it's not actually like you're not putting your wedding day pictures all over your house. I've never seen that. So like, what if like you just actually spent a, like a tenth of that time, like on your clothes you wear for your daily life and like, you know, and then you brought up worthiness and I'm sure you hear this all the time with women, especially like, especially if they have kids, like I shouldn't be spending money on this right now. This seems like, you know what I mean? Like, especially cause the seasons change and they need new things. Like how, how do you talk about that with women? Wow. You just said a lot there. I know I did. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you. Which which do I want to touch on first? Okay. So first I'll touch on what you said about really um, putting in, you know, the, the real effort when it comes to fashion and, and putting yourself together. So number one, I, when I first start working with, with a woman, the one thing that every single woman says to me, and because we do our like freestyling call, we get on zoom, we're talking and I ask them the question. So what is it that is most like, what's your biggest challenge with your clothing and your wardrobe? And they always say, I have a closet full of clothes, but feel like I have nothing to wear that makes me feel great. And so they have a closet full of clothes that they spent money on. And so there's so much wasted time, wasted money in picking out a wardrobe for themselves that just doesn't align with their lifestyle 
um, doesn't, they don't feel great in and it doesn't make them feel confident. And so really it's about making, um, really understanding it from the point of view of, of me, which is let's make this simple. How do you build a core wardrobe of pieces that fit amazing, that take you season to season, um, that you will always feel great in, but that are basic. So here's the thing. This is where women default all the time is that we buy on emotion and we go into a store and we want to buy the shiny, pretty things. You know, maybe we see something floral. We see something metallic. We see something really cool novelty. And I know you are this woman. Oh, I'm so good with novelty. I know you are. (laughs) I'm really great with novelty. I know. (laughs) And, And so what happens is I will actually see people's wardrobes with a closet full of novelty or even like fast fashion things that they didn't spend a lot of money on for that one item, but they have so many of that item. They've just like spent so much money, but they don't have good basics. Right. So I, that's the first thing, like get down to the basics and really hone in because you don't necessarily need to have an abundance of clothes. You need to be strategic about what Mm. those pieces are. Mm. And in speaking of the worthiness, so, you know, I am a mom of two boys. I grew up with a lot of feelings of unworthiness. Mm. So I'll just give you like a little brief overview story because this will kind of help you to realize how I'm able to work with other women in this way and hold the space with them to get to get on the other side of that feeling. Um, so I grew up as, um, I lived with, um, parents that were hippies. We lived in a place called Buckfield, Maine. Nobody knows where that is. There's about, I think there were maybe 2000 people that lived in the town. Um, we were off the grid. We had no running water. We had no electricity. We had an outhouse and I had clothing from Salvation Army. But I'm not talking cool novelty pieces, Leslie, like I know you may have found in like a vintage shop. I'm I'm really good at that. Well, it was the 70s. So it was like a lot of like brown and bell bottoms, which are super cool. But they weren't necessarily the best pieces. But my love as like a four-year-old, and I remember this vividly, was the clothing that I had in my closet. And it wasn't the best but I just knew how to put it together, like instinctively, like I was just born with this gift. So I would spend hours upon hours. And at this time I was an only child. I would be putting these outfits on. I'd look in the mirror and I would pretend that I was at parties and I was doing all these fun things and I had friends and everyone loved me. And I had the time of my life all in my bedroom, trying on clothes, looking in the mirror. I was having an amazing party every day. And (laughs) I love it so much. I grew up with my parents in no fault of theirs because they, they truly believed the important things in life were like you, you, um, had a, a vegetable garden and you canned the vegetables and it was about survival and, you know, it was just a different mindset than me. And I was like, how did I get here with these people? And I I realized- (laughs) They probably were like, did we 
could switch the birth? Did they get the, the wrong baby at the hospital? They probably thought the I, same I kind thing. of look like them. So I, I am from them, but I don't know how I, I <laughs> how it happened. Uh, so as I got a little bit older, because, you know, as you're like really young, you don't really you you just have that innocence. You just you you just are you just be. Yeah. As I got older, I started to feel like I was superficial because I loved these things. I loved fashion. I loved beauty. I loved feeling beautiful. And so then over time, I, I started to have some shame around loving it so much because I felt very lonely in it and like it wasn't something that I should be doing. And so I started to feel really not good about who I was or even worthy of, of, you know, making these outfits or feeling beautiful. Like it was almost like waste of time or like, yeah, yeah. Like, or the shamefulness because your family was like the most important thing is the garden. You're like, yes, but I look good in this outfit and I love putting this outfit together. Yeah. I understand. Like it just doesn't feel like it aligns or that you belong. Right. Right. I didn't feel like I belonged. And there were times, you know, in my childhood, I just, I felt invisible and I felt alone. Mm. And so I understood that feeling, but I also on my superpower because of how I grew up, because instead of watching TV, I was reading or I was listening to um, this, this thing on the radio called spider's web when I was growing up and they tell stories. So my superpower was like, I could close my eyes and imagine being anywhere, but Mm -hmm. where I was. Mm -hmm. And I could imagine, I knew there was something better. I, I just, I could create a whole life for myself in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I had these feelings, but I also, my superpower was my imagination. Yeah, And I ended up, I I left Maine, my parents divorced. I left Maine. I moved to uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, the big city. It was a big city in comparison to the 2000 people that were in the small town. (laughs) And when my parents divorced, my dad um, at at some point moved to Canada, moved back to Canada. He was Canadian and lived with his mom in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I wanted to go there because it was a city and there was running water. There was heat. There was a hairdryer, a shower, a toilet, and I could go and work retail. Like that was my dream. <laughs> You're like, I, I, this is where I need to be. I, this is my, this is my big chance. I love this so much. Yes. <laughs> There's people from so Manitoba listening going, what? She couldn't I wait to get there. So I'm 16. I'm this like tall, lanky 16 year old kid. I decided I get to Winnipeg. My goal, my first goal. Yes. I had to enroll in school, but then what I did was I put on I had a black skirt suit and I put on my nylons and these pumps and I had a resume and I took two buses to get to the big mall. And I had never taken a city bus. Like I was scared. I didn't totally know what I was doing, but I somehow by the grace of God, I made it to Polo Park Mall. (laughs) (laughs) Get to Polo Park Mall. And I hand out my resume to all the clothing stores. I get as far as the last clothing store on the second floor and hand in my resume to the manager and said, I would just like, I would love to work here. I love clothes. This is my passion. Basically, will you hire me? And she interviews me, hires me on the spot. But unbeknownst to me, 
I had just been hired at a woman's plus size clothing store. And so talk about, you know, body image and, you know, like having feelings of unworthiness. And I didn't realize that other women had these feelings. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was only me Mm -hmm. and I was just excited to be there and dress women. So I start my very first day as this tall, lanky 16 year old girl and realizing that I had just been hired at a plus size clothing store. And as women walked in, they would not even look at me, let alone let me help them. And it destroyed me because I thought, well, why wouldn't they want me to? I didn't see myself as like the skinny scrawny and them being plus size. That's not what I saw at all. Yeah. Like I just wanted to put clothes on them and make them feel beautiful. Yeah. And so I watched them come in. They grab like handfuls of clothes, go in the fitting room and then come out with nothing and Mm. like buzz past me. I feel like that's almost like every woman. Like I don't really, I think like every woman, I don't care what your size is. I feel like a ton of women go into the dress room and they come out with nothing (laughs) or (laughs) they come out with something they already own. They've already bought, they already, it already exists in their closet. Anyways, I interrupted you. Buying duplicates. Yes. Yes. And that's another thing. Waste of money, buying duplicates are the same exact thing and it still doesn't work, but yes. So then I started to see some of them would come out. They'd look in the mirror. I'd be watching at their expression, right? Of like not feeling good about their body. um, If, you know, something didn't look good on them. But then I also started to see what did look good on them. Mm -hmm. And so I started to imagine like I had always done. And I started to see what the pieces would look like if I put them together in such a way. And I saw it in my mind because I'm a crazy creative. And eventually, once these women would start to leave the store, I would say, excuse me, clearly you came here for a purpose. You parked in in the in the parking lot and you came to the top floor at the furthest store that you could come to. And you definitely must have had a purpose in coming. Like, obviously, you need something and it, and it looks like it didn't work out today. What do you have to lose? Give me a try. And so that's really how it all began. And I started to learn how to transform women's lives Mm -hmm. through fashion, beauty, and then that transferring to confidence. Mm -hmm. And I'd watch them as I would dress them. They look in the mirror and every woman and still to this day, every woman, it doesn't matter plus size or what size they are really. Their eye, when they put clothes on, their eye goes right to the area of their body that they don't like, that they're shameful of. Right. And they focus and hyper-focus. And what happens when you hyper-focus on something is it becomes bigger and it becomes worse and it becomes more shameful the more energy we put there, Mm -hmm. right? And so I started to learn how to teach these women how to highlight the best areas of themselves instead of seeing that area and just automatically wanting to cover it up. Right. And like that's you actually like I was thinking like I want to make sure we like touch on like what if you don't like an area of your body, 
is the yeah. best thing to like wear the biggest flowy, like no shape thing. What is the best thing to do? And you just said, and this is so key. Everyone needs to listen. You said highlight the best part. So it's not about covering up or hiding mm. the part you don't like. It's about drawing attention to the best part of you. Cause that's what people mm. are going to see anyways. There are, but you need to see it. I think we are the person who needs to be shown it. Yes. But it's a matter of, so it's a, it's a pretty intimate thing. So, you know, now what I'm doing, working one-on-one with women, um, you know, all over, all over the, the United States now and a mm-hmm. little bit into Canada, as well as locally here in Florida, um, you know, holding that space with a woman that is feeling revealed in front of another woman, mm-hmm. like they're looking at themselves in the mirror and they're seeing that shameful place. And, and they're not, you know, when you feel shame, your, your initial, you know, like the human response is to isolate. Right. And you don't want to be around someone else in that space, but they're allowing themselves to be vulnerable with me so that I can hold the space for them in that moment and then show them how to do it. Mm -hmm. So that instead of the eye going right to that area that they don't like, they really start to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, they're not covering, they're not covering the area. In fact, oftentimes the area is like full view, but the air also the areas that are amazing are also being highlighted. So there's no looking at the one area. It's yeah. looking at the whole. And then I watch, and this is why I do what I do. And I just love it so much as I watch their eye, then look at their whole body and begin to see what I see, that beauty Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing. And I watch it and it's just this little shift. And there have been so many moments where I have seen women literally cry tears of joy that they could for the very first time feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's some women and the, like women that I've helped that are older that have said, I have never had this feeling in my life. I have gone my entire life, been a mother, worked, you know, many jobs, had, you know, you know, high level positions, yeah. whatever it may be, but I've never felt truly beautiful. Here's the thing that's so fast. We're told that like what we dress and like what we're wearing and all that stuff is superficial. But as I like, one, I, because you sent me some amazing clothes, I'm like, oh my God, look, I, cause I, you know, I stopped doing retail and I started wearing leggings six days a week. So it becomes like, <laughs> what's an outfit? Um, so, but you go, oh, this, like, this is how I feel. This, this is how I want it. This is a mate. Like you step in, you be the person you, you show up as the person you've always want people to see you as. And somehow We've been taught, and this is like, I feel like people just trying to make us stay down and stay small, that the clothes are superficial, but actually like when they make you feel like the best version of yourself, what, how is that at all superficial? That is only deep and like from the soul because it lets you shine and lets you, helps you take up space in every place that you are. I fucking, I think it's amazing. Um, are there quick tips for people who have the closet full of things that nothing to wear how do they just like purge it out and what are the top basics they should be getting (laughs) i love this question because it doesn't have to be complicated i think 
just you saying that out loud and everyone hearing what you just said, I'm sure every woman's like stress level just went up imagining doing that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They're like, I don't have the time or like where, well, if I get rid of these clothes, what I have to wear, I promise you do the same things you're still wearing because you're not wearing most of the things that are in there. (laughs) No, no. Well, what most women do is they're wearing maybe 15% of what they own. Maybe if they're lucky, most, most women, it's like a rotation of like five out five to 10 outfits, maybe if that, and those outfits, the way that they're described are, well, they're good enough. Mm -hmm. And, and so again, we are worthy of more than good enough. We are worthy of standing in our power and being that best version of ourselves. The easiest way to come about it, and I have a a free download that I'm also going to make sure that is, you know, I know you're going to link it and we're going to make sure, share it. Um, It's a a wardrobe edit blueprint. Mm. So with all of my years experience in fashion and in doing wardrobe evaluations uh, for my clients, I have found a formula that works beautifully. And I'll give you like the real high level of what it is. Um, It's also, I'll also kind of explain my framework because the wardrobe edit portion of things really is key to the overall success of the process of what it is that I do with my clients. So basically the wardrobe edit before even like walking in your wardrobe, it's about reviewing and reflecting on your life. Mm. It's about thinking about where am I now and where was I? What season of life am I in? And what do I really, really want? Not what, you know, what do I think other people want of me, but what do I truly want? What are my hopes and dreams? Mm -hmm. Not, you know, I should be doing this so I can support my family or my mom wants me to be doing this or yeah, I think I want a promotion in my job because that's the natural next step. If it's something completely off the wall, that's fine then that's a good opportunity to like give yourself permission to really go there. Think about what it is and imagine yourself there. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm talking about manifesting. Mm -hmm. So then taking that, you know, giving yourself a moment to maybe grieve the loss of who you once were. And I'm saying that because most women haven't let go of parts of themselves and they've evolved but they're still looking behind them at maybe thinking about their youth and their beauty and their youth mm-hmm. or something they used to be able to do. And now they kind of feel stuck mm-hmm. or they're thinking in their life currently that they're not really going to continue to move the needle, that they're just going through the monotony of things mm-hmm. and really taking the time to have the awareness, letting go of some of those past things. And then walking in the wardrobe with the or your closet with the mindset of, I am only moving forward. Mm. And then taking that and using some really actionable um, steps. Yeah. So when assessing if an item stays or goes in your wardrobe, whether or not like you really need to get real with yourself, is this item 
serving you in yeah. any way, shape or form in your current lifestyle yeah. and where your life is headed. I use something, my formula is, is the three F's and it stands for fit, fabric and fashion. Mm-hmm. So there's actually four things that you need to be looking at. Obviously fit, fit is, does it fit you? Does yeah. the, it's very simple. It's a yes or no answer. Yeah. Um, and does it fit you right now? Not like the talking yourself into, well, like I'm going to keep it. Someday I'm going to fit into it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. when you do that, that actually um, creates your, your, you know, oftentimes women are telling me they're, they're, it's too small and they're keeping all these jeans that are two sizes too small because like you said, one day I'll fit into them and they think they're motivating themselves, right? By yeah. them being there. And all they're doing is shaming themselves. Yeah. And any woman that says, I want to keep those items that I either, I spent a lot of money on them. Um, and I, you know, I definitely know I'm going to get into them one day or I'm in the process of losing weight. Take those pieces and remove them from that immediate space. You don't need to be walking in your closet every day seeing them. No. Not a good idea. Yeah. Um, fabric. The fabric is a big one. This is a critical part and a lot and not many women are educated on this. So, and I won't get too in depth because I don't want to confuse people, but this is how to know if your fabrics are good or need to be retired. Is the item pilling? Is it faded? Does it look like it's been washed 50 million times and it no longer, if it was once black, it maybe looks like a light charcoal. I mean, th- that's kind of an obvious one, yeah. but sometimes we don't really think about it. We just yeah. keep wearing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for denim, this is a huge one. And most people, when I tell them, never have been educated on this. So jeans, how to know if the fabric is compromised. If you pick up your denim and you it's with it up without it being on your body and right in the, I'm going to say the crotch area right where you're, you know, you'd be sitting and there'd be like that little crease. If you see little bubbling in that area, Mm. that means that the fabric is compromised. Mm. So in denim, most denim, I know there's the rigid denim out there now too, but most denim has lycra in it, at least, you know, one to 2%. Mm. So when lycra breaks down, that's what happens to it. It bubbles and it it breaks down because you've worn that item so many times or you've thrown it in the dryer and it's yeah. broken down the fabric. But when it's bubbling, it is not doing its job of smoothing and lifting and yeah. all of those things. So you may put the jeans on and be like, well, they're fine. They fit, but they're not really doing what they're meant to do. Yeah. Ooh, so, these are great tips. I think this is really fun. Okay. Um, I, my goodness, we I feel like we can talk to you forever, but thank, thank goodness you exist in this world and you have so many great resources <laughs> for people. We're going to take the quickest break and then we're going to come back okay. and find out how people can get this guide and work with you and like really just be it till they see it, especially with their clothes. I just thank goodness you exist. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
at 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Jessica, where do people find you, work with you, follow you, all those things? Uh, so my website is csjstyling.com. Um, I would highly recommend that and, and we'll link it, you know, in the show notes yeah, or whatever. Everything will be. Um, the free wardrobe blueprint. Mm-hmm. I would also highly recommend to follow me on social media. On Instagram, it's at the Jessica Papineau. Uh, customized styling by Jessica is my handle on Facebook. And then, uh, it's also my handle on YouTube. I try my very best to offer as much value on all my platforms as I can. Um, I also, you can work one-on-one with me Mm -hmm. currently. And Mm -hmm. I have also, I think I may have already given you my, um, the link to request a free styling call. Yes. So all of that's going to be in the show notes. You guys request a styling call. I promise you have nothing (laughs) to lose. You only have things to gain because you're going to get clarity around what you like the, there's something about feeling seen by someone else who only wants to make sure you shine, you know? And like, yes, like that's what I want to do when I coach people. And that's what a lot of we've had different guests on, but like you actually help people show up as the person they want everyone to see in this world. And so there's really something nice about having that like piece be completed in your, in your closet with what you're going to wear. Yes. So we'll have that in the, in the show notes. Yes. And then, um, bigger than that, I have some really exciting news and some amazing things on the horizon. So Definitely, um, you know, follow me, stay tuned for more. Mm-hmm. I am creating uh, an app right now, a styling app. I've decided, you know, I can continue to help women one on one, but how do I influence and impact masses of women that all need this? Yeah. And we're going to do this through an app. I have a digital course coming out. Oh my God. Three tiered membership, a community. Um, where they'll be teaching on tips and tricks and webinars and guest um, 
guest speakers. Um, I can't wait to bring in even people like yourself, Leslie, as a guest expert coming in. And I want to offer value in all areas. Yeah. Uh, this is a very holistic approach. I, I, I mean, I think that that's one of the reasons why I, I, we get along so well, because everything that we do is very holistic. It's not like this is the one thing you need to change your life. It's no, this is part of the things you're already doing to change your life. This is very much part of that. And it really helps complete the package. Before I let you go, be it action items, bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps women can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? I have learned that when you give yourself permission, like we talked about to review and reflect on your life and imagine what you truly want, what your dreams are. And then the way that I take the actionable steps is I write them down. I think about what that thing is, what that goal is, what I really want. And I give myself every morning to write down something that can be an actionable step that can get me closer to that one thing. So just as an example, when I first started my business and I imagined, and it's now become bigger than I ever could have imagined, but when I imagined the woman that I wanted to be and how I wanted to work with other women, I lived my life every day as if I was doing it. And how I did that, I'll just give a very small example. In the very early days, before I even had many clients, I had a handful and that was about it. I would, um, I, I actually, when I first, like day one of my company, um, I actually wasn't, I thought I had completely prepared for it and booked out all my appointments, but where I was working, the woman let me go. Like I gave two weeks notice, but she was like, you're going to take all my clients, like get out now. And so, and I'd worked there for eight years. So I took 24 hours to cry. Mm. And then I got up and I took a shower and I made myself up in my, in the most beautiful way. And I left the house and I went to um, an area of the city that was all shopping. I had my business cards. I walked into every store. I helped women in the store. (laughs) (laughs) I saw people that I knew. And they asked me what I was doing. And I said, I am shopping for my clients. And um, and here's my business card. My, I'm I'm a little bit booked out right now. But why don't you pull up your, like, grab your phone, pull up your schedule. Uh, in two weeks, I have an appointment on this day at this time or this day at this time. Yes. And I would book my people. I would book the people. And I also started building relationships with the stores. And they said, we've never seen anything like this. We want to pay you commission to sell our clothes when you bring your clients here. Every single person in all those stores thought that I was shopping for someone that those first two weeks. And I just lived it as if I was doing that. And that's how you move the needle forward yes. in a very expedited way. Yes. it. Every person listening. Yes. So I tell people this, I tell women this all the time when it comes, I'm like, you have to like go out and like talk to people and they're like, I'm so shy. I'm like, you're nervous. You're nervous and you're scared, but like 
you teach people for a living. So obviously you can talk to strangers, but if we get so upset, like, Oh my God, they're going to find out. And I love so much that you did this. I love that you did this. This is, that's a great story. One of the best I've heard. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I love that you're like, no, we're going to book out. And I'm, and everyone's thinking that I'm shopping this week because you were also like you had, like you were shopping for clients. (laughs) Yes, I was. (laughs) Um, oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm obsessed. Okay. Do you have any beat action items for us though? Oh, the action items. Yes. Oh, I love this. Um, I pick three okay. for per week and it, it may seem small, but for, um, it, it, it move, you know, it, it compounds itself mm-hmm. when you take these action mm-hmm. steps. So I think about my end game for like the week. What do, what are my goals for the week? And, and then I work my way back. What are three things I can do if I want by the end of the week to have two new clients? What do I need to do to get there? Mm -hmm. And I write down every single day, I'm going to, um, put something out there on social media about my wardrobe edit blueprint, for Mm -hmm. example, or I'm going to call, uh, per day, three clients that I haven't heard from in a year or in six months or whatever it may be. Um, I just pick three different action items to go along with that thing that I'm focusing on either for that week, or maybe it's for the month. I think that's great because too often we put down 17 things we're going to do that day <laughs> and it busies ourselves. that sometimes half of those things have nothing to do with the actual goal. We just tell ourselves that they do. And if we don't change, then nothing changes. And so you're like taking like, what is the goal for the week or the month? And then what are three things I can do today? That's what I'm going to do. That's brilliant. And it's simple. And also like too often we don't do it because like, Oh, only three things. I should do 15 things. (laughs) You know what I think it is, Leslie? I think it's more than that. I think it's that we want immediate gratification Mm. and Action steps that you need to take if you want something that's really big and really meaningful to you, you have to put in the work and put in the deposits. Mm. And so there's it's a long game. Mm -hmm. It's not an overnight game. It's not a snap your fingers and it's done. So I think people think if they take these action steps and they don't see results right away, that they just kind of give up on it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're really right on that. Uh, well, mm-hmm. my dear, I get to see you in real life like v- before this episode comes out. So by the time this come out, we've gotten to see each other in real life for the first time in many months. Thank you for being you. Thank you for making people realize that fashion is not superficial. It's actually like really helps us show up as the woman we are that we want to be and let people see that fully and also in our best self. So just thank you for the work that you're doing. You're changing lives everywhere. Um, and y'all... How are you going to use these tips in your life? Make sure that you tag Jessica. Make sure you tag the Be It Pod. Share this with a friend who maybe thinks that like fashion is not for anything more than function because she probably needs it the most. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day.
Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website. And finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers. I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!